All right. Hello, everyone today. Happy New Year. Um, I'm Raymond Posh, and this is a new episode of New Ways of Being. And with, with me today, I have Swami Nityananda, and she has has been uh, on my show before. She was on the Our Spiritual Life podcast about a year ago, I think it was. And so it's been some time, and I'm so glad to have her back today. Uh, welcome, Swami. How are, how are you? Ray, it's wonderful to see you. I look forward to talking with you again. Yes, great. Well, we talked last time about um, a number of different things. Uh, what you, you know, what you do. And, and she is a spiritual teacher. She, I know she has a community of spiritual um, people interested in spirituality. Let me put it that way in Baltimore, that area. And uh, I think it's awake meditation community, something to that effect. I'll let her expand on that. And then we're going to talk about ways of being. And um, she and I both have some new focus probably in that area. I know. Uh, also, she she brought out a book last year. And she can tell you what that is. And she's uh, in the process of bringing out a new book. But um, yes, yeah, Swami, go ahead and uh, tell the listening audience a bit about yourself and then we'll uh, dive into a fun little conversation. I look forward to it. Thank you, Ray. So Swami Nityananda is my name and my name was given to me by my teacher, Swami Shankarananda. He consecrated me as a Swami. When he left the body, so that was in 2014, he asked me to carry on sharing the teachings of truth and liberation in the yogic tradition. He had shared those teachings for about 38 years. He founded our meditation community. The name of the meditation community is Awake Yoga Meditation. And we're located geographically in Baltimore, Maryland. We share the teachings with people across the country and around the world. And so these are teachings of truth and teachings of how to live in joy and freedom, how to live in unconditional love in daily life. Ray mentioned that I published a book, the meditation community published a book called Awake, the Yoga of Pure Awareness. So we invite you to dive into that. And we're also about to publish a new book by my teacher, Swami Shankarananda, and that's a collection of his teachings shared over nearly 40 years. So it's an amazing compendium, very inspiring and uplifting. Wow, yes. And are you still um, a professor at a university yep. as well? Yeah, absolutely. So it's also my great joy as Professor Juniper Ellis. I'm a full professor of English at Loyola University, Maryland. And so I know that listeners often have a question about that. In my capacity as a professor, I also share teachings of truth and liberation and joy and freedom. So it really is a unified whole. Wherever I am, I'm helping students connect with what is highest and best. And so that's the case if I'm a university professor and people call me Dr. Ellis, but it's also the case if I am a teacher of yoga philosophy and people call me Swami. Okay. Yeah, and I love your background there too. Wow, that's uh, that's cool. Very uh, tropical, <laughs> and uh, we're having cold weather here in Denver, so um, the tropicals a nice touch. <laughs> well, 
So uh, let me, you know, let me talk a little bit about um, what I'm trying to do in this podcast, New Ways of Being, and uh, where the older podcast, Our Spiritual Life, was very broad in covering uh, many different aspects of spirituality and and people come, you know, come at spirituality from many different places and uh, and looking for many different things. And um, so that's what that focused on. And but I did have a lot of fantastic guests on that show um, over four years. And um, you were one of them. <laughs> and so uh, a huge variety in that and covering, a, again, a big spectrum, uh, people focusing on different aspects, coming from different backgrounds, generally, and different backgrounds in spirituality. And now in this New Ways of Being podcast, as I said, I'm focusing more on how to help people step more into awakening and uh, being uh, new ways of being, um, higher levels of consciousness, etc. And um, one of the things that's been happening for me is I became aware of a channeler named Sarah Landon, and she has put out two books. Uh, one is called The Wisdom of the Council, and the council being a number of um, uh, advanced uh, beings who uh, some of which of which uh, had lives on earth and transitioned and um, but have a great deal of wisdom to share. So uh, reading that book has been uh, I've, I've read it many times now. There's so many lessons in the book. And there was another book that she put out called The Dream, The Journey, Eternity and God. And in that one. She had spiritual teacher Mike Dooley with her. Mike Dooley publishes, uh, uh, he's been doing this for a long time, an email series that comes out daily called uh, Notes from the Universe. Um, and at any rate, he kind of, he asked questions and, and Sarah channeled answers from the council. So quite a fascinating book. But one of the the things that I, I wanted to mention to you, because I, I think, you know, you you have a, a definite perspective on this is um, <clears throat> the council said this. Uh, I'm just going to read one paragraph. We say time and time again, everything you wish to be, you already are. It is all within you and it always has been. And when you come into truth of this, into your wholeness, your completeness, your worthiness, and really know that it's not about doing more or earning more or doing something else to be enough, you will be living at the highest levels. And I, I think that's quite a profound statement there. And um, so, yeah, what do you think of that statement? So what I would say is with with great respect and with great joy, that is a teaching of truth that is consonant with what the yogis have shared for millennia. And so one of the great joys of being part of 
the teachings of truth that I share is that they are time honored and time tested. So the yogis for many millennia have shared that each of us has the capacity to turn within and face the light and directly receive guidance straight from the source of all guidance. And that guidance always tells us what was expressed very beautifully in the words that you just shared. So each of us is continually connected to the source of supreme light and supreme love. For most humans, there is a process of self-purification, a process of letting go of the illusion of separateness. In the yogic tradition, that is defined as spiritual practice. And so there are many different pathways that help humans come into full awakeness and full awareness. And one of the benefits, one of the blessings of being part of a time-tested tradition is that the yogis always say, put it to the test. They mm -hmm. say, here are the teachings of truth, put it to the test, learn directly to live this light, to live this supreme unconditional love, this insight, this compassion, this joy, this inspiration, right in the midst of your daily life. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And, um, and I agree completely. And, you know, the vast majority, and and probably that means 99% of humanity is very much living in the state of separation. They're not connected to that knowing, that truth. And uh, But I know that more and more people are awakening. Uh, at least that's, that's my sense. Many of the guests that I have on my show say that they uh, sense that in uh, people that they interact with, and, and many of them are coaches, and and so they have clients. So, and um, do you you have that same perspective that the world is waking up? So allow me to comment on this from the perspective both of a university professor who meets many, many young people from all backgrounds, all walks of life, different countries, different faith perspectives, different races and ethnicities. Right. And the young people today are beautiful. They are absolutely beautiful. They are wise, they are aware, they are empathetic, they are caring, they are respectful, they are connected, and they, they understand the importance of community. So from the perspective of the young people that I interact with, and again, this is people from all traditions, all walks of life, this is absolutely the case, that there is awareness, that humans are coming into time and space with present awareness. And then in the meditation community, I have the joy also of working with humans from all backgrounds, all walks of life, all traditions, all faiths, all races, all ethnicities, all nationalities. Wow. And there as well, there is ample evidence that the light is always fully available. The light is always fully present. My teacher, Swami Shankarananda, taught that we are in a time of great awareness, that great light is present, and so that it is actually possible to turn within and to encounter that light directly, to allow the awakeness, to allow that awareness that is present within us to share in such a way that there is this process of harmonizing within ourselves so that we let go of anything within ourselves that is blocking the full expression of light. We let go of anything within ourselves that is blocking the full expression of unconditional love. And that yes, this is a time of great forward movement 
not only individually, but also collectively, and also on the planet as well. So that if you look with the eyes of wisdom, if you look with the eyes of awareness and unconditional love, you can see that there is a great awakeness that is present and that is also unfolding in time and space on this planet. Oh, that's, that's uh, you know, for me, I would say, you know, that's affirming fantastic news because uh, I want to, you know, I think most people want to see the world move in that direction. I mean, there's a lot of uh, people who pay attention to the news, and I I try to do that very little, uh, you know, because there's a lot of uh, news and emphasis on negativity uh, when, when you focus in that direction. But um, you remind me of a book. There, there's a a book that I really believe is very powerful right now. And it's called um, Conversations with God, Book Four, Awaken the Species. And it was a channeled dialogue that uh, Neil Donald Walsh received from God. I don't know if you're familiar with his books, but um, uh, a very powerful book. And and one of the, the points that uh, comes up in in the beginning of that book is that God says there are so many a pe people who are awake now, but they may not know it. They may not, you know, fully be aware or awake to that fact. And so they they had some conversation in in that book, that dialogue about that. Um, but um, yeah, when I first heard that. I think I I had a little too restrictive definition of what awake means in in mind, and uh, so I was puzzled by it a little bit. But as you know, since then, uh, I view awakeness in a, in a much broader way. I think um, I don't know if you have. Well, we might have might have talked last time about a definition of what that means, but uh, yeah, what's it mean to you to be awake? So I would actually say, and this is consonant with yogic teachings and also teachings from the Buddhist tradition as well, that awakeness is the energy of awareness within you. It's the energy of aliveness within you. It's the energy of understanding and insight and compassion and caring and unconditional love and joy and freedom and forgiveness and gladness and creativity within you. And it's present within every human being. And so the really good news is there's not a single moment of your life or of any one else's life that you are ever separate from the energy of awakeness. And so the Buddha simply means the one who is awake. And the Buddha taught that the same awakeness that was present within the Buddha is present within all of the Buddha's students. So what that means is it's present within all of us. And so what we're doing is letting go of the belief in separateness. And as soon as we let go of the belief in separateness, we realize I'm picking up a glass of water right now, Awakeness is present in my hand cupping this glass of water. If I take a sip of this pure fresh water, awakeness is present in that hydration, in the way that water fills my body with life from the crown of my head down to the tip of my toes. The awakeness that is me is here always, and it's actually here prior to birth. 
and it's here beyond death mm. and it's here every moment of human experience and this is true for me but it's also true for every listener and it's also true for every human on the planet and the truth is that each of us is invited to recognize that and to live that very directly right in the midst of our lives right where we are yeah you know it's interesting i I don't think I'd heard the word awakeness used until uh, we we talked once before, and uh, and of course in your book you uh, talk about that and use that word a lot, and I think um, it's really getting to our true self, right? Oh, awakeness, as I heard you using it, there speaks to what we truly are it is the true name the true nature of each of us the true self of each of us and so the truth within us the light within us it's un it's unrestricted so if we identify ourselves with a body we're limiting ourselves if we identify ourselves with our human emotions we're limiting ourselves if we identify ourselves with our human thoughts and opinions and concepts we're limiting ourselves and so to have direct felt lived awareness of wisdom of insight of compassion of unconditional love and then to allow our hearts to be so open and so pure that we simply allow universal wisdom universal caring universal compassion to share through us right where we are that's what self-realization is it is simply allowing that universal energy that is so much vaster than a human body, than human emotions, than a human mind to share through us directly where we are. So this means if we are a parent or if we are a child or if we are a friend or if we have a partner or if we are a CEO or a surgeon or a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or a teacher, we work with healing energy, healing modalities, simply allowing that universal wisdom and wholeness and healing to share through us right where we are. That's what self-realization is. It is much more present, much more vivid, much more directly available than concepts would invite us to think. Yes, yes. And certainly, you know, I I know that um, I <laughs> I've been interested in spirituality for quite a quite a period, 20. 20, 30 years, and um, and uh, and my approach to it, and and actually, the approach of most of the spiritual teachers I encountered was very conceptual. Uh, you know, uh, uh, very focused on understanding and and so on. But now, um, I love the word you use there. I think it's really a key word. That's allowing allowing our true self to come through um so powerful and in the book the wisdom of the council the council teaches and probably the thing they say the most is open and allow source energy to serve you or you know open and allow higher awareness to come through um so that that's very powerful just to emphasize allowing, you know, because my, you know, my, my view of it is for many years, 
I definitely had the impression that most spiritual teachers or spiritual seekers, you know, believe that awakening took a long time. You, we, somehow we had to get ourselves to a, a point of uh, a point of awareness, a point of spiritual growth to uh, have the have the kind of insights that we're looking for and the the self realization, as you say. But uh, that when when we approach it from allowing, then it becomes much simpler, easier, right? So the awakeness, the self with a capital S is always with us. And if we open our hearts and we love the divine in this moment, whatever name we call the divine, if we open our hearts and love the divine in this moment, allow ourselves to include ourselves in that love, then we're in contact with the beauty, we're in contact with the goodness, we're in contact with the value, the respect, the way in which our own life is an expression of life itself. And when we have that awareness, then every human that we encounter, we recognize you also are this incredibly beautiful, precious, fresh expression of the same self with a capital S. And so we're in contact with the yogis call this universal friendliness or universal friendship. There really is a way in which we just see the whole world with the eyes of love. If we see the whole world with the eyes of love, that's what the yogis call bliss. And so bliss is as real, as present and available as the heartbeat that is sounding in the heart of each of us this moment. And so what we're talking about, what all the different spiritual teachings from all the different spiritual teachers are talking about is how may I directly turn and face the light within me and then open and allow that light to share itself through me. That light is much vaster. It is much wiser. It is connected with the good of the whole and the good of each of us is also included in the good of the whole. So you'll notice what happens is there's no fear. There's no lack. There's no separateness, there's no limitation. And so what happens then is we are continually embraced by, we are being the love that cannot let us go. We are being the love that cannot leave us. And so we live in the fullness of overflowing love continually. That love will be reflected back to us through everyone we encounter purely, appropriately, nobly, honorably. And then we also are directly connected with the energy of abundance. We're also connected with the energy of support. And so we get to enjoy the beauty and the goodness, the freshness and the aliveness that is here in every moment. And each of us is connected to this continually and always. And if you were implicitly asking a question, how long does it take to wake up? It can happen very instantly. And so one of the great gifts that arose in my life was I came into contact with my teacher when my teacher was in embodiment. So the yogis say that it is an immeasurable gift an immeasurable blessing to come into contact with a teacher who is living the truth of the teachings. My teacher decided to appoint a successor so that there could be an embodied teacher to also live the teachings of the truth and to allow that direct recognition to arise. And so, whatever teacher any listener resonates with 
be in the physical embodied presence of that teacher as much as you possibly can, because there is a great blessing, there is an attunement, there is a resonance, there is an upliftment that we gain. And then what happens is we're invited to let go of attachment to outer forms and to turn within and to realize the same light that shares through that teacher, that is the light within me. The same universal love that shares through that teacher, that is my own true nature. That is my own true self. That is my own true eternal reality. And then each of us is invited to live that every moment right where we are in the midst of our daily lives. That is so powerful. And you you say it so beautifully. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Yes, that, that allowing is... Uh, you know, it, it changes everything when you, uh, you know, stop and open and, and allow the love and the light and and all to come to you. Um, I love it. It's one of the things that I had uh, had realized. And you were you were you were one of the main people that uh, that I really heard that from in all the the guests that I've talked to and, and, and the reading I've done, et cetera, um, to talk about it can happen in an instant if you allow it. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that many, there are people who have many issues with self-worth and self-esteem, and uh, they may have hesitation or believe that they're not worthy to allow it. And there may be something to overcome there, but you know, with even with the help of someone like you, it may you may say the right words to trigger what they need. So I was just going to say for any listener who has a feeling you are very compassionate and honest in naming that some people have experienced pain and they have experienced suffering and may have internalized a feeling of self-judgment or blame or blame of others as well. And those are things that can block our own felt direct connection with limitless love. So to be honest with ourselves, if we're listening and we say, well, that sounds really nice and I would like to turn within, I would like to instantly allow myself to feel this universal unconditional love what helps that happen and helps that happen gracefully and without a lot of struggle is if we name and acknowledge any feelings that we have to the contrary so if we name and acknowledge oh that sounds nice and i would like to do that but i have a headache today <laughs> oh that sounds nice but i'm feeling impatient with my sister today oh that sounds nice but I'm feeling how could that possibly be true given the painful human experiences I have had, or maybe they're ongoing and I'm still having these painful human experiences mm -hmm. to name and acknowledge those and then offer them directly to unconditional love and to say, and to allow yourself to realize directly unconditional love is deeper than all of these. These experiences are relatively real. They have happened in time and space. I acknowledge that deeper than these experiences is unconditional love. And I choose to practice self-liberation by identifying with unconditional love 
rather than any human pain. Unconditional love, that's that pure source energy. It's the, the limitless supreme love. It is vaster than any human experience. And so I offer any human experience to the contrary to unconditional love and allow myself this moment, snap of the fingers, allow myself this moment to directly feel unconditional love within myself. And then for every moment that we have any feeling of anything other than unconditional love, to simply offer that feeling into unconditional love and to choose to shift, to choose to uplift our own consciousness our own energy, our own frequency, our own awareness. The Bhagavad Gita says that we are able to uplift ourselves by ourselves and that we are our own best friend. It also says we are our own worst enemy. So it's all <laughs> right here in our own patterns of thinking. Right. And so if we lay down the patterns of thinking that have been creating self-limitation for ourselves and we pick up the patterns of thinking that create self-liberation, ourselves then we live in joy and freedom and the choice is here the choice is now it doesn't have to wait it doesn't have to take a long time it's in this moment right now i choose self-liberation i choose to love myself independent of any human experience i choose to love the divine independent of anything in time and space i choose directly to uplift myself by myself i choose directly to be a friend to myself in this very moment now. Yes, yes. Well, that, oh, that's, uh, I'm so glad you um, told us that because that's a very powerful way of dealing with uh, what I brought up, uh, the worthiness. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I'm struck by you were, um, what, what, what I was thinking was, Wow, yes, that's it. if we can allow the 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 power that we actually are to 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 free itself and and uh uh we can change uh, our our life, change our way of being. Yes. It is so true. So one of the teachings from the Gayatri mantra says that this whole universe projects forth from radiance. And so what that means is each of us is radiance in the form of ourselves. It also means that our thoughts are helping radiance take the form of what we are thinking. So our thoughts are incredibly potent. Every thought we are thinking, we are helping to energize and create what we are thinking. And so if you notice, oh, I'm thinking something that's not helpful, something that's not productive, something I would not love to energize, just notice and, and say, what would I prefer to think? What would I prefer to notice? What would I prefer to feel? What would I prefer to energize? We have... I was just going to say the word, maybe almost like a joyful responsibility. As soon as we recognize that radiance is projecting through us with every thought we think, we have a joyful responsibility to be aware and to think thoughts that are healing, to think thoughts that are enlivening, to think thoughts that are uplifting. So I can give a very specific example. Say that you have a friend who is experiencing a physical affliction thinking about their physical affliction unintentionally energizes the affliction 
my teacher Swami Shankarananda said, unintentionally, you're practicing a form of black magic by focusing on what you would not prefer. So just notice and then say, I notice my friend is at this moment having this experience. I see the light of wholeness within them. I see that the energy of healing, the energy of aliveness, the energy of a perfect divine blueprint of health is within them. And I focus on identifying with that energy of wholeness, that energy of aliveness, that energy of healing. I see the perfect divine blueprint of health that is within them. To energetically orient ourselves to that eternal reality and potentiality, even while we also are holding our friend's hand, if we're sitting at our friend's bedside, wiping our friend's brow, if our friend's brow needs wiping. And so to orient yourself to the spiritual solution, the energetic solution, even while attending faithfully, cheerfully, honorably, nobly to the perceptions and the experiences that your friend might be having in time and space. In this way, we are able to share healing from the level of soul and also on a physical level as well. Very good. Wow. Yes. Great, great words of wisdom. Thank you again. Well, I know um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is that I uh, went to your website and uh, listened one day to a one of your podcast episodes when you were talking about that we have heaven available to us now. Uh, and and I reacted to that because uh, in, in what I've been studying from the wisdom of the council, they talk about how you we have the power to choose the uh, heaven on earth consciousness right now and and to move into that and uh, and in an, in ways we can e expand it as well we we can you know we can visualize what heaven means to us and what we want that to be uh but yeah let's talk about that a little bit uh uh i don't recall now exactly what you said in that uh, podcast but uh you know, once you go back to what you were talking about in that in that so if, if the question is, how may I create heaven on earth right now? Here are a couple of entry points. So from different teachers and different traditions, this is a truth that has been shared for a very long time. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And that teaching from Jesus also may be translated as the kingdom of heaven is among you. And a way to realize this directly is when we turn within, we realize the Upanishads say heaven is in the heart of each one of us. And so if we turn to our own heart and we connect with that energy of pure respect and pure love, the energy of absolute peace, the energy that all beings are known, all beings are loved, all beings are cared for, all beings are supported, they are cherished, all beings are interconnected, part of a vast, intricate network of light, 
the love that creates the whole universe also supports the whole universe. And this recognition is available to each of us. The yogis say that the recognition becomes present and available to us as we meditate. So we turn within and we realize this kingdom of heaven energy, it's within my own heart. And then we realize also the kingdom of heaven is among us. It's in community. It's actually present in the way that I interact with all of my neighbors, all of my friends, recognizing eventually as I expand my vision and awareness, all human sisters and brothers on the planet are my own sisters and brothers. They are my own family. So the Buddhist teachings as well say that the pure land, it's available. It's available here and now in consciousness. We need not wait. We may directly realize the pure land. The yogic traditions as well, they speak of Brahma Loka, so the world of the supreme. It's real. It's a place in consciousness, and it is available right here and right now. We may be connected and supported with everyone who has ever loved light, with everyone who has ever loved these teachings of awakeness, these teachings of wholeness, these teachings of healing. They're present and available in consciousness, and we become aware of them as we uplift ourselves. As we uplift our own frequency, our own energy, our own vibration, we come into contact with realizing every moment of my life, I have been loved. And this is true for every human on the planet. Every moment of my life, I have been connected with the wisdom that is vaster than human lifetimes, with the wisdom that is vaster than human civilizations because it created human civilizations. Right, right. It projected into time and space and became all of this. And it supports me every moment, every breath, every heartbeat. And then what happens is we're able to truly enjoy, truly relish. There is so much beauty and so much goodness here in time and space. That's part of the kingdom of heaven to enjoy. I'll use my glass of water because it's right at hand. The nourishment and the freshness that is present in a single drop of water all the energy of the ocean is here in this single drop of water. And if you want to think like you mentioned winter and snow and mountains. So if I am a person who loves snow and mountains, the energy of snow, the energy of mountains, it's present right here in every single drop of water. So the energy of sacredness, the energy of aliveness, that is what I am forever. And there's not a single moment of my human existence that I have been separate from that energy that goes by the name of kingdom of heaven. It could also be called nirvana. Nirvana is just letting go of finiteness. As soon as I let go of finiteness, nirvana is here. And mm. it's directly present, it's available for each of us. And so the invitation for each of us is to connect with the teachings of truth that resonate with the heart that is always here within each of us, guiding each of us, and then to live those teachings of truth right where we are, right in our tasks and our relationships and our workplaces, our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, our beautiful earth, right where we are. Wow. Yes, I love your uh, your joy and your aliveness uh, in your communication. Uh, you are just wonderful to be here with. And um, but I love the message. And I I think that uh, the listeners have to have to love it too. Um, I think we have, a, you know, from the way we've been brought up, all, all of the programming we have in in uh, 
how we see the world and interact with the world, we uh, make make it harder than it should be, right? <laughs> we we do make it harder. And so for each listener, an invitation, it's a very, very simple invitation. Turn within and identify for yourself, what are the avenues that I connect with the divine very clearly and directly? I use the word divine. Some listeners might use the word higher self or the cosmos, whatever your word for that is. What are the avenues that help me very simply and clearly connect with the divine? And it can be very simple. It can be, I love trees. And so I allow myself to walk outside and stand under a tree for a minute or a breath or five minutes, or I take a walk and it allows me to connect with the earth and to feel the appreciation for the earth and the sky and the air and this vast interconnected network of life that I am part of, that every human is part of. It could be music, it could be singing, it could be baking, it could be dancing, it could be the very, very simple, honorable, noble, pure things in your life like you might love children, or you might love plants, or you might love animals, you might love gardening, you might love elders, you might have a soft spot in your heart for whoever it is that you have a soft spot in your heart for just that innocent, pure, noble love. That is an indicator to you of your own true nature. So anytime you're sort of thinking to yourself, like, let's just say you have a very pure hearted friend and you think, oh, I love myself and I, I love my friend. Sorry, I jumped to the suggestion. You're thinking of your friend and you say, oh, my friend is so beautiful. I love my friend. I'm so grateful for my friend. Include yourself. I am so beautiful. I am so grateful for myself. I love myself. And so anytime you're expressing this love, this appreciation, this gratitude, this joy for another, turn within and express the same gratitude, the same respect, the same appreciation, the same joy for yourself. Because we really are so interconnected. If we look at someone and we see, oh, I see light in that being, that light, it's also within each of us. And so to notice and appreciate that same light is within me. And so I may live from that light. I may live with that light. I may live as that light. I may simply open my heart and allow that light to share through me. And it will share spontaneously. So this is a very wise, universally aware, intelligent light. It knows sometimes silence is most helpful. If we're with a friend, sometimes a few simple words are most helpful. Sometimes there will be a good humored laughter that will share through us when we're with a friend and that's most helpful. And so this universal intelligence and awareness will spontaneously share through us using our own talents and our own skill set. So it'll share through us if we're a podcast host perfectly <laughs> as we are a podcast host. But if we are a surgeon perfectly as we are a surgeon and whatever our skill set is, if we are a CEO, it will share perfectly through us as we are a CEO. And so just to sort of connect, to tap in, and just know that wisdom, that vastness, that it is very joyful. It is very alive. It is very fun. It is very happy. It is very freeing. It's also the pure energy of abundance. It's also the pure energy of wholeness. It's also the pure energy of love. And each of us is connected to it continually. Mm, yes. Wow. Your teachings are 
wonderful. Uh, and uh, we need to hear, hear this message every day. People, all of us, we need to, to hear it. Uh, we, you know, I think even when we do tap into that, uh, you know, at times, uh, then we get wrapped up in daily life and, you know, what we tend to view as problems where maybe we could learn to not see them as problems, but as the flow of life. And, uh, but yeah, so having someone like you just sharing that joy is really a good thing. So I'm glad you're here on the show. And, you know, I don't know, uh, I had other points that, uh, I thought we might talk about, but I don't think I want to talk about those now. I, you know, I want to keep uh, what your messages there that are so powerful and so loving. Um, keep those uh, fresh in our mind. So, um, really, I, you know, you you've shared so much uh, beauty and wisdom and joy today, and uh, really eye opening. Uh, I don't can think of the word I want here, but eye-opening ways of being, <laughs> I guess I could say. Um, you know, it it can change everything. And so, listeners, yes, take this to heart. Uh, we, our inherent nature, as she has been, uh, Swami has been saying uh, so eloquently, is that. Uh, we are the the wisdom. We are the life arising in the universe. We are we are all of that, and we must learn to really appreciate that and live from that. It's so beautiful. I mean, thank you with all my heart for you and the listeners and the way that everyone is doing this. And so that's another thing that I would say is everyone is doing this. Everyone is doing this. This is our own true selves when we are pure hearted and honorable and generous and kind and fun and funny when we are just with ourselves and our friends, you know, in our families, like in our workplaces, wherever we are choosing what is highest, wherever we are choosing what is best, that's what we're doing. And I also want to pay tribute to my teacher, Swami Shankarananda. So just such a being of light and pure love and joy. And I do also take to heart what you mentioned about the importance of staying connected. And so for any listeners who would like a daily dose of inspiration, Awake Yoga Meditation shares teachings on Instagram. We share teachings on TikTok. We share teachings on Facebook. We share teachings on YouTube. We also, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday, share meditations. Those meditations are live and they're free. They're online. So anyone can just hop onto Zoom or hop onto YouTube and connect. And I would also say as well that awakeness as it's shared in the yogic traditions, it's not for ourselves alone. And so anytime we meditate, anytime we choose what is highest and best, we make that energy of what is highest and best available for ourselves, but we also make it available for the collective. We make it available for the whole. And so I would say that for people who want to meditate or who already meditate, meditating in community as we do, it is a miracle. Thich Nhat Hanh described meditating in community as a miracle. One of the reasons that it is a miracle is 
we come into contact with a vast field of energetic support. We're all part of this vast field of energetic support. So we're strengthening ourselves and we're also contributing to the collective good of the whole. Almost you could think of it as a radiant network of light actually does already surround this whole planet. And as we meditate, we come into contact with that radiant network of light that surrounds and upholds the whole planet. And then we become present and available so that we are part of the energy of solutions. And as you mentioned, you alluded to this in passing, but it's important. Problem consciousness melts away and we make ourselves available to solution consciousness. There are actually so many solutions that are available. And so as we open our hearts and we calm and clear our minds, solutions arise. They present themselves to us and they're beyond what we could possibly anticipate or conceive or imagine from a human perspective. So these are those eureka moments. Einstein was a famous scientist who made himself available to those insights. But also this goes back, Euripides, Greek thinker, was also a famous thinker who made himself available to those eureka moments. So as we simply allow our hearts to be open, we allow ourselves to be present. We allow ourselves to notice and appreciate the beauty and the goodness that is right here. There's a great healing that shares every step we take as our feet contact the earth when we walk in this energy of appreciation, that energy of appreciation helps the planet. And so we connect ourselves with respect. We connect ourselves with the energy of caring. We connect with the energy of wisdom that helps us create wonderful futures for ourselves, for everyone we know and love, for everyone we haven't yet met, who also is part of this universal field of love and for the beautiful planet, for the beautiful earth. Very good. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for being here uh, and, and for all of uh, what you've shared. Um, please give the uh, listening audience the website for your community awakeyogameditation.org is where you can find us. And so we have links to Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday meditations. You can also find how to find us on Facebook or YouTube, on Instagram or TikTok as well. All of the teachings are free. You are welcome and hop on board. It's really, really fun to meditate individually and together. And it's a great joy to talk with you, Ray. Thank you, gratitude, joy, and respect for the light that you are and the light that you share. Thank you again. Um, and to you and to my audience, have a great day and a great life.